Do you ever find some days it's so difficult to drink water? It's like you know that you should be drinking water, but then you completely forget until you're so thirsty or it, you just completely, it just, you don't even think about it. Like you're so busy doing a million other things that water, one of the simplest things, it seems like it is such a task to get enough of because that is how I'm feeling right now. I have a glass of water right here. And man, sometimes I get super thirsty. So this is, if you're listening to this, if you're not driving or doing anything where it might be a little bit dangerous to grab a glass of water or if you just can't, just let this be a reminder. If you can, grab a glass of water. If you can't, if you're driving, if it's too hard, if you're like not even by water, then make have this be a reminder to drink a glass of water as soon as you can. As soon as you're back around where there is a faucet or a Brita or somewhere that you can get a good glass of water because water is such an important thing. And believe it or not, so many of us are like, don't drink enough of it. And not only does it help if you want to lose weight, it helps with training because dehydration is not going to make it very optimal for training, but that is not what we're talking about today in terms of water. We are going to be talking about training and how to make it super optimal, but water is just such an important thing. It's good for our blood sugars. It's good for our skin, our just everything. So yes, this is a reminder. I'm going to take a sip of water right now. And you guys, I know that you're probably, you've probably, if you've been listening to the past few episodes at this point, you're like, we get it. It's your birthday, whatever. My birthday was, by the time you're listening to this, it was last Saturday, but I booked a last minute flight to Costa Rica for my birthday. So if you're listening to this, I don't know when you're listening to it. If you're listening to it on the day that it, it came out, my birthday was last weekend. So I'm already in Costa Rica right now. Um, but the reason why I'm saying this is because I don't know if you've ever bought a flight last minute, if you've ever traveled out of the country last minute, but it is a little stressful. I'm not going to lie. And just making sure, I mean, travel alone is a little, it gives me anxiety because there's so many things as a type one diabetic that you have to remember. And when you're leaving last minute, there's not a lot of time to get everything you need together. And one thing that I have to ask my doctor for is a letter, preferably if they could translate it into Spanish, because I don't speak Spanish. I know a few words, but I'm not, it's not enough to like let the people at the airport know like, Hey, my Dexcom can't go under the security things and I can't go under the security thing. And this is an insulin pump. And just, I, I don't know if you've ever traveled somewhere foreign, but last time I had a layover in Sal Salvador, I felt like I didn't, they, like there's such a big miscommunication and I feel like if my boyfriend wasn't there with me, I would have been like held up because they were like, no one knew what it, like what my pump, like it was just, there was a lot of miscommunication, which gave me so much anxiety. Luckily my boyfriend speaks fluent Spanish, but I am hoping to get a letter, um, just saying what everything is that I need so that I can hopefully make my time through customs easy breezy and not get held up with my T1D supplies. And speaking of T1D, I don't know if you guys have been thinking about 
joining my Fat Loss for Type 1s program in January when we relaunch it, when the doors are open. We open enrollment a couple times per year. And so the first time that we'll be opening, it will be January 2020. And I'm especially excited because I recently, I was like, bright idea ever. Like, why don't I just put together a gift certificate so that if you want to join, you could even give the link to your friends, to your family, to your loved ones, and they could save your seat for the Fat Loss for Type 1s program when we launch in January, but they can get it for you for Christmas or if your birthday's coming up. And so I made a special link. I'll link to it in the show notes. But if you go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash gift, like G-I-F-T, I keep thinking in my head like GIF, but gift, like gift card. <laughs> It'll have all the details on there and they can buy your spot. You get lifetime access to the program once you enroll, but you have to enroll. We're going to open enrollment on January 8th. So there'll be two weeks of enrollment and then we're, we're going to be officially starting the program on January 27th. And the beauty of it is that because you get lifetime access, you can work through the contents at your own pace. There's no rush to get through it. So if you're planning a holiday or whatever, but the reason we have set launch periods is because the first six weeks after launching the program, I am there with you in the trenches and I, for six full weeks, I'm there every Every single week I do live Q&As so that I can answer all of your questions inside of a private members only Facebook group and I'm there working with you and really giving everyone the individual support that they need so that by the end of the six weeks by the end of the program you feel totally confident in how you are applying everything to your lifestyle because the thing about it the thing about any fat loss plan any fitness plan any program is that there's no one size fits all approach and what I after working with so many people and going through my own transformation journey and working with top coaches in the industry what I've really come to realize is that one thing that kicks us all down and makes us kind of give up or like stop before we even really fully get started is because the program that we try to follow doesn't always fit our lifestyle and it doesn't always fit in between everything else that's going on and it's the idea of having a, a program where you get the exercise plan and the diet plan and it's like here take this do this get results that sounds great it sounds easy but once you start applying it life it doesn't always go as planned and things come up, things aren't always going to be perfect. And so, so often it, that alone causes people to just kind of fall off the wagon a little bit, but it's when you are after a certain result, it's not about the times that you fall off the wagon that matter. It's how you get back up and you keep pushing forward. And if something's not working out, if you're, if something's not enjoyable anymore, there's always an alternative in order to make it work better for you. And so this is what I really teach everyone inside my programs. And we work together for six weeks so I can give you all of the tools and strategies that are going to make it work for you individually and your lifestyle and your body. And then after that, you're golden and you can start implementing everything and get the best results possible. And so that's why we have certain launch periods, but I'm super excited about it. So if you are thinking you might want to join, then definitely keep it in mind as a 
as a gift to yourself or give it to someone to give you over the holidays. So that's why I put together the link. Um, diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash gift also linked to it in the show notes once again and you guys before we dive into today's episode which I'm incredibly excited about because this is something that has really been on my mind a lot it's something that I have been working through personally this one thing that we're going to be talking about actually it's one topic, but there's three pillars that we're going to be discussing. Um, but it really has to do with how to optimize your training in order to train the best you can, get the best results for longer. This is something that I wish I had spent more time on at the beginning of my fitness journey, at the beginning of the time when I started training in the gym, to be honest, because I my training age isn't super long. Like I've been training consecutively with a proper strength training program for about four years and my mobility, my flexibility, all of these things that we're going to be talking about today, they're not something that I paid a lot of attention to at the very beginning and I really, really, really wish I did. And so if you're here right now listening to this and you want to optimize your training, then this episode is going to be so beneficial to you. So I'm really excited to share this with you, but before we dive in, have you subscribed to this podcast? If you have not, and you're liking these episodes, if you find them helpful, please take a couple seconds to subscribe because it'll make sure that you don't miss out on any of our future episodes and bonus content. And then if you feel called to do so, please leave me a review. Let me know your biggest takeaway. I want to hear from you. I would love to hear your feedback and so many other type ones would also love to hear what works for you, your tips and tricks. This is an opportunity for you to just leave a comment, share any advice you have. Let me know what you enjoy about this podcast or what you enjoy most about this episode. Because when you leave a comment, when you leave a review, it really makes sure that our reach can expand and reach those other people who are really craving to hear this content as well and really craving to feel connected and supported as part of a community and who are all on their own fitness journey with type one. So when you do take the time to leave a review, it doesn't just help out this podcast. It helps out everyone else who is really wanting to really benefit from hearing this content. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. So the one thing that I really wish I had made more of a priority at the beginning of my fitness journey, at the very beginning when I first started training with a purpose, with a plan, is spending more time focusing on my mobility and my flexibility. Because as a type 1 diabetic, this is something that I didn't know. Otherwise, maybe I would have made it more of a priority. But as a type 1 diabetic, we are more prone to overuse injuries and we're more prone to musculoskeletal disorders. And this isn't to scare you at all. This is just to be a little bit more aware of because musculoskeletal disorders are 
injuries or pains that are like in your joints, your ligaments, muscles, nerves, tendons, um, and things like this that can be more so avoided with proper warm-ups and stretching and things that I didn't make a huge focus at the very beginning. And so I recently threw my back out. This was very beginning of October and I did, I think I mentioned it on one of these episodes, but I threw out my back and then it's taken about a month to really heal because it felt better and then I started training again and I got knocked back down and so this whole entire month has really been me focusing on how I can optimize my training and really focus on my recovery and really just get back to feeling like my best self and I started getting really scared for a second because I was researching all of these things and as I do when I'm like really focused on one specific topic but I was like oh my god I think I have arthritis and my boyfriend's like Taja you don't have arthritis like you're fine (laughs) but I know that arthritis is one thing that you know a lot of us type ones can get and we can get it at a younger age and so that's one one reason why I mean obviously weight training is going to be helpful to be more of a preventative thing but also in terms of strength training or exercise in general if you're a runner whatever your exercise of choice is it's important to spend the time to really stretch beforehand really make sure that you're warming up properly, which is what we're going to be talking about because these are things that I never spent a lot of focus on and I really wish I did because I think it could have just saved me a lot of the discomfort that I'm in now and a lot of the frustration because this might sound a little crazy, but when I'm not training, I could kind of feel a little bit lost. Like training is such a big part of what I enjoy and so I often think like if I wasn't able to, if I had a condition or an injury that made it so that I couldn't, I don't know what I would do. And so I I feel like what I'm going through right now and just having to really basically be forced into stretching more and my mobility is hopefully going to be something that will just make it so that I can train for longer. I want to be like an 80-year-old lady who's training and has muscles, you know? Like that's that's going to be me. And I'm going to be rocking my insulin pump at 80 years old. I'm going to be in the gym with all the dudes and I'm going to be lifting weights. So, <laughs> goals. Um, but basically when it and it, I don't want you to be afraid of or I don't want you to be stressed out about having type 1 in regards to these sort of health conditions because I know there's so many things that we're already worried about. So this isn't something that I want you to be worried about. I want you to know that there are ways that you can prevent joint injuries and stuff like that. And a lot of the joint injuries and overuse injuries really are just more so a result of blood sugar spikes and elevations in blood glucose. And this happens over a long period of time. And so because I've had diabetes for over 20 years and I didn't really take care, I didn't make my blood sugars a huge priority until I was probably like 26 years old to be completely honest with you guys and so because of this I feel like a lot of the blood sugar fluctuations that I had for so many years before I even got a CGM and before I started really taking care of my diabetes and really caring about what my A1C was I think it kind of just got caught up to me (laughs) and so because my theory personally is that because we are as type 1 diabetics we are a little bit more prone to do 
to developing these overuse injuries, it's important that we are really taking that into, into consideration when it comes to our training because there, because so many people will, you know, they'll be like, yes, warm up, stretch, whatever. But I think as a type one, we might just have to like turn that up a notch and just spend a little bit more time focusing on that. Because for instance, like there, there could be imbalances in, in strength, flexibility, or even around certain joints, like quads versus hamstrings, things like this. And so it's important that in order to prevent these injuries, we're not only just, you know, paying extra attention, but we're also thinking about like, proper footwear and the if you're a runner the trails that you're running on because if you're running on pavement that's not going to be super great on your joints and if you're weightlifting and you're doing cardio then also be mindful of the type of cardio that you are incorporating into your routine because you want to make sure that you are obviously well recovered between your lifts but also because we are a little bit more prone to these injuries just being a little bit more mindful so maybe instead of like jogging outside on the asphalt you are on the treadmill inside the gym because that's going to be a little bit better on your on your overall knees so just little things like that can make a big difference as well it's just being a little bit more aware of them and then making sure that you're getting proper recovery and just keeping your stress levels down as much as possible. And when I say stress, it's not like just your mental and your emotional stress, it's also your physical stress. So when you have a proper routine and you can kind of balance it around to fit like how your body's feeling as well, then just being more mindful of your of that so that you can make sure to get enough recovery is going to be super helpful. And even little things like maybe not um, doing cardio, like don't do a huge long cardio session before you do leg day or the day before leg day, because then you're going to be super recovered before you hit legs. So those kind of things can be beneficial to think about. But today, what I really wanted to talk about is dynamic warmups dynamic stretching and then flexibility because these things are going to really help us prevent injury and ensure that we have increased mobility and flexibility which as a result is really going to not just help our our bodies but it's also going to help our training because when we have limited mobility if we're lifting weights constantly it's going to make it so our lifts aren't going to be as optimal. So we want to keep our mobility good so that we can really get the benefits from the exercises that we're doing. And I've personally noticed that my mobility isn't as great. Like my hips are feeling kind of tight. My hamstrings are super tight. And it's all of these little aches and pains that are causing my training to not be as great as it used to be. And I think largely it is because I don't really like doing yoga. I've never really loved spending a lot of time stretching because it's so time consuming, but now I'm forced to do it. And so my my tip to you is take these these little things that we're going to talk about and make it a priority so that you can prevent any sort of injuries and prevent stiffness and aches and pains before they actually happen, before you're forced to actually think about it like I am. So let's pretend you are going to the gym to lift weights. There are a few things that I personally feel would help you benefit a lot better, and that is not just stretching before like when you get to the gym say you're squatting and you do some stretches and then you get to the squat rack and then you warm up say you're warming up with doing some air squats and then you warm up with the bar and then you like put a light load on it and then 
you warm up to your working set. But what I would recommend doing is spending a little bit more time before you even get to the gym, just stretching, like doing some yoga poses that are really going to help your flexibility. And these could be things like, you know, stretching your hamstrings, holding each pose for 30 seconds, maybe do some spinal twists, anything that feels good in the areas that, you know, you're going to be training and in the areas that you're feeling a little bit stiff. And then spend some time before you get to the gym doing some dynamic stretching. So dynamic stretching is basically just a form of stretching that it's not like yoga because there's more momentum. And the goal here is just to get an extended range of motion. And dynamic stretching is actively used in different sports and it just helps your ability to perform a little bit better. And it really gets like the blood and oxygen flowing into your soft tissues prior to doing that exercise. So that's what I do. Um, now, I didn't always do this, I just started doing it and it has helped me a lot. So I basically, I look at the clock because if you're anything like me, you'll be like, oh, like there's a million things I could be doing, like I wanna multitask, but if you can, I mean, it's okay to multitask a little bit, but if you can, just kind of get in the zone, look at the clock, get in the zone, and really when you are doing your yoga poses, and this is coming from someone who doesn't love yoga, again, <laughs> but if you can, just try not to be on your phone while you're doing it because you really want to get focused in the in feeling the stretch in your body and really focus on your breath and like moving through the pain that you're feeling. And so I've noticed that, you know, because sometimes I do try to multitask and I'm on my phone trying to like pass the time while I'm stretching, but it takes away the the feeling of just really getting into your body and feeling that stretch. And so if you can, I would suggest just really focusing more on spending a few minutes while you're doing those stretches to um, really focus on feeling the stretch in your body because that's going to really help you a lot. And then when you're doing dynamic stretching, what I've done, so I look at the clock and I generally try to spend like at least 15 minutes going through each pose. I stretch my hamstrings, I stretch my hips, I do my back, I do spinal twists. Um, and, and then I have a foam roller, so I'll foam roll my back, my legs, and then, um, and then I do some dynamic stretching. So I hold the poses for a shorter period of time, and then I really focus. I, I, I more so just go through like movements that really feel good because everyone's going to be a little bit different, but you know where you need it in your body. So when you start doing the stretching, you'll really just go by what feels good, you know, like kind of like move with how your body is feeling. And if you feel like you need to stretch a little bit more in your upper back or your hips or whatever, then spend a little bit more time in those areas. So I do some dynamic stretching. Sometimes I give myself 15, 20 minutes, but the other day I looked at the clock and it was like, a good 30 minutes that I was doing it. And then I get to the gym as soon as I get to the gym. So I drive to the gym, takes about 10 minutes to get there. And then I do a little bit more stretching just to get warmed up. And then I go through a dynamic warm up. So whatever body part you're training that day, if you can spend a little bit of time just warming up properly to get the blood flowing in that in those body parts, it can just loosen you up and make your range of motion a lot better when you're doing that exercise, which not only prevents injury, but it does help your overall training improve. Like it improves your training a lot. And so different examples for a dynamic workout that you can do at the gym before you start lifting weights are things like 
you know, you could do some lunges, you could do some air squats. If you're, these will be things if you're training legs, um, and you could do some like kickbacks or, you know, some jumping squats, or if that's too hard on your knees, you could just do some like, I don't even know what they're called, but they're like where, like what football players do, where you're like lifting your knees up and just getting the blood flowing in your legs a little bit. And then um, if you have bands or maybe there's bands at your gym, those exercise bands, you can use those to warm up. If you're doing upper body, you can do exercises with those. You could do some push-ups, um, anything that's going to just get those body parts warmed up. Sometimes I will do some face pulls. I'll put it on the lightest weight and I'll just do a bunch of face pulls for my back. Um, those things can help as well. And that really just helps get your blood flowing. You could even do a bunch of like dumbbell curls, just using a very light weight to get the blood flowing in that area. So this is going to help so much. And it is time consuming. It takes a little bit more time, but it is so beneficial. And it's something that I really wish that I had started doing at the very beginning of time, just getting into the habit of doing it. And when you get home from your training, the other, or even when you're at the gym, if you, when you, by the time you get home, if you just want to like kick back, then do it before you leave the gym. But I always stretch again. So I spend time stretching before and then I'm going to stretch after. So I'm going to really focus on those yoga movements, holding each pose for 30 seconds and just really focusing on feeling that stretch because it just really will get your your muscles cooled down and really help with your flexibility. And even on the days that I'm not training, I'm still making it a priority to stretch. And so this is a habit that I've been, again, forced into doing because I really wanna make sure that my training stays strong and I wanna make sure that I can keep progressing and without spending this extra time every single day, even on the days that I'm not training, to focus on my flexibility and my mobility, then I don't know what's gonna happen, but I don't think it's gonna be good. And this is just, you know, it's gonna be so helpful for you to progress in whatever you're doing. And so I really strongly recommend just taking this extra time before your training and after your training and on your days off to really focus on this. Because the other thing is, if you are into strength training and lifting weights, one thing that you will find over time is that you might feel as you're building more muscle, like you get a little bit more in certain areas and your range of motion isn't as optimal as it used to be. And so when you take the extra time to stretch a little bit more and really make sure that you're properly warmed up and take the time to cool down after and stretch after your workouts as well, then you'll find that your training is so much better. And hopefully it'll also help you so that you don't get any kind of injuries you don't have overuse injuries like I just had and you'll be able to have the best mobility ever and really use it as a prevention from these musculoskeletal disorders that we are a little bit more prone to getting as type ones which I'm doing a lot of research about and I'm sharing this with you because not to scare you but just to help you and help your overall training and help you progress and have a strong body for a long, long, long time until you're like 80 or 90 years old. And I wanted to leave you with one thing. So we covered dynamic warm-ups, 
dynamic stretching and yoga poses for flexibility. So those three things, if you can incorporate these three things into your routine a little bit more every single time you do it, and especially with flexibility, if you're doing that daily, it's going to help you a lot. But those are the three things that we covered today that will help you. So the last thing that I wanted to leave you with a little bonus is I found an amazing video. So if you're wondering about like different warmups to do, if you want an example, the team that I work with, they have a great blog post that kind of covers different examples. So you don't need to do these examples exact, but this could just be an example to kind of spark your inspiration for how you can implement these stretches and these warmups into your own routine. And so I'm going to link to this in the show notes, but the team that I work with, they are called 3DMJ. They are amazing. They are a team of very skilled coaches that have a lot of great information. And so I'm going to link to this blog post in the show notes and I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have anything you'd like to say, you know where to find me. You can send me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you and I will talk to you same time next week. Bye for now. Thank you.